leather's all torn up and stuff. It's like, I mean, it's, I know it's 100 bucks. I know exactly. <laughs> there, exactly. There's got to be a reason. Yes, exactly. So, uh, so anyway, welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy, and we are your podca- podcast for cars and nonsense. Indeed. Um, we'll cap it there. And on this week's episode. We're going to go over your headlines. I have updates for the E36. Dad life and car life. Where do they intersect? Mm-hmm. 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 Wheels and biddies. <laughs> We're going to cover wheels and biddies and we- the best car for a track junkie. And finally, we'll end on a question um, that we've all asked ourselves at one point or another. Do I want a shit box? Yes. But let's start with some headlines, Randy. You want to kick it off? So Cadillac this week announced the Cadillac Lyric, which is supposed to be a Tesla competitor. Yeah. Do you think that they have a same level of clout? They being Cadillac has the same level of clout as Tesla. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. And especially because the car's not coming out till 2022. Correct. So GM is behind they are, you know, like it's not I don't think I don't when that car comes out, it's going to come out with the early bugs, right? That cars come out with that. If it comes out and it's perfect and they figured everything out, maybe never happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That yeah. doesn't happen. So Tesla I, took the roadster to get to the ass. Yeah, right? exactly. So I don't I don't I no way it doesn't even hold any any weight against Tesla. Um, and I'm not a Tesla fan, but I right. can say that I can say that pretty easily. Interesting. So that's your perception, obviously, because yeah. they've got the resources. They do c- across the board. I know one of my engineer friends that works there is he took a master's in battery technology and yeah. all that stuff. So they have the knowledge and the skill set. They even s- try to steal uh, college grads out of like Stanford's and. Um, all the top schools and try to hire those kids. I don't and, know. In that case, it could be that they're taking this long because they're preparing appropriately. Maybe. So maybe they do come out with a a competitive car, right? Maybe it's not a Lyric. Maybe it's a Lyrique. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds know? like it's something from the hood. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like, so uh, Cadillac Lyric or Mustang Mach-E? Ooh. Damn. Um, I think I definitely think from what I've seen, the lyric is a prettier car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but what Ford did with the Mach E fourteen hundred, granted, almost none of that is going to come to the Mach E. Yes. But maybe some of that inspires you know some performance oriented people to look at that car. That's true. And that's why I would lean Maki. Mm. I would lean Maki. You're giving them because of the um, performance pedigree that they threw in. Exactly. They already have the first step out of the way. Yes. Right. Yeah. Whereas for the Cadillac, it's the it's not. It's, it's never going to happen. They no don't have way. any performance. Any. And it doesn't look like the car that. Although the Maki didn't really look like a car that would do that either. Nor but, does the ludicrous mode Model X. That's right? true. That's and true too. Tesla S. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm definitely going Maki um on that one. For sure you what would you go with probably the same okay um 
that's just purely based on marketing bullshit. Yeah. Like it's using a Mustang name. So it inspires something less grand, like grandma ish, grandpa ish to me than a, the word, the name Cadillac does. Right. Also, maybe by just by the f- simple fact of them using the Mustang name that resonates a little bit more than some new fangled name like Lyric. You know what I mean? Like, right. There's yeah. something there about that Mustang name that just uh, draws me to it a little bit more. It makes it kind of OK to to get right off the bat. I mean, there's two sides to that argument, I think. You know, True. The one side, the familiarity. Yeah, you're, you're, it's it's gonna it, it's confidence building a little bit. Right. But mm-hmm. then at the same time, we've also said, you know, why not just call it its own name? Why not just call it the Maki? Right. Well, it doesn't look like a Mustang. Mm-hmm. I guess sort of does. Uh huh. But. It's it's a, a crossover at best an SUV at worst. Yes. Uh, so because this could have been the Blazer E, Chevy Blazer E. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh God, I think you you should work for 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 GM, <laughs> for as GM. in the marketing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but does the Blazer inspire any sort of like? No way. Right. That Blazer looks like uh you know it could be, it's like a Hyundai Sonata. Yes. You know that's that's the that's the feeling it gives you. And the uh, resonance of its name, the Blazer from the '90s, it doesn't really strike I know, me. No, actually, the, I think the Blazer ha- resonates with me more than the Bronco does. Really? Yeah. As yeah. a like a rugged vehicle that's type a, of thing. Yeah, it's uh definitely a car that was you know at least in my community, mm-hmm. um, you know, looked at and enjoyed and, you know, modified and you saw some cool ones out there. Okay. But in terms of the size, I guess Bronco definitely outweighs what the, you know, the blazer is. I think people were just expecting the blazer to, to be equal yes. to the Bronco. Yeah. But the Bronco is just in its own class. At yeah. This point. The blazer has no attempt, real good attempt at even a Wrangler comp competition yeah right that's true i mean although they had do have the eight cylinder coming out with jeep so maybe they're trying to one up it there but maybe but yeah i mean jeep i don't know what jeep's gonna do hopefully not another gladiator because i think it's hideous (laughs) but anyway let's get into the next headline so it turns out randy yes that self-driving car secrets cost 18 months in jail and 179 million dollars wow so this guy anthony lewandowski is an engineer both at uber and google Mm -hmm. first at google yes and stole apparently allegedly the self-driving he stole a bunch of documents i mean i think it was fourteen thousand files of the waymo self-driving program that google was running um they only got him four and this is a, dir- a direct quote. Um, let me make sure I got the right thing here. So he, they only got him for a spreadsheet containing the progress of the project, a project plan. Okay. That's all they got him on. Really? Right? That's all they got him on after talking about 14,000 files that went missing. One file. You know, right? It, all, all, that, all there is is a project plan, right? So... It's shocking to me that this guy gets 18 months for a project plan that honestly, from our previous projects, you and I probably have one in our laptops. Yes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Personal laptop. Right. Yeah. It's, it just doesn't like if he stole actual trade secrets. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is warranted. 
But if they're getting him for a project plan, a spreadsheet, I think this is a little a little far. It's too far, you're saying. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know the full date details of the story, but he's going to prison for 18 months. 18 that, months and 179 mil. Yeah. I don't know if it's warranted. I think I agree with you. It's a little bit much, and he's probably time served, given that he's been in jail. He's probably been in a whole, like... I don't know those details. I don't know if it's if it's time served or forgiven. Right. Or if like no, well, I think he has to be arraigned now at this point, right? I, I don't know. I'm, okay. I haven't watched enough Law and Order. Okay. <laughs> Basically, you get ruled on guilty or not. Right. And then another round of like whether you're gonna go for however long. Oh, isn't that the sentencing? Yeah, the sentencing piece. But he's already got sentenced for eighteen months. Okay. Then yeah. So that so that's done, and he's. He has to pay a $250,000 fine. Um, on top of the 179 on, mil? On top of the 179. Oh, no. Sorry. 750000 in restitution. Okay. $95,000 fine. And then also Google claims he's owed another. Uh, they're owed another $179 million for breach of contract. Oh, he must have gotten paid. At yeah, dude. That's that's uh, that's crazy to me. Um. This like white collar crime, you know, like, totally. I was going to say that, like why when you if you made even a couple hundred million, a couple million. Yeah. With Google, what compels you to feel like stealing their secrets? I almost feel like to this make is, more this is probably Uber? like somebody at Google who, who just didn't like this guy. Because, mm. you know, like when you leave a job and go to another, you you take your experience from yes. your previous job into the new job. Absolutely. In most cases, you're hired for some of that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And if they would have said, if they, I mean, I still have to read into it a little more, but if they would have gotten him this conviction for files that gave actual secrets, right. As, as per the technology, mm-hmm. I'd say, okay, maybe whatever, fine. Mm. But it's a, like, it's literally just showing the progress of the project with, which could be, I mean, I guess they could argue that knowing how advanced Google was, that Uber could hire more engineers. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I yeah. just. I don't. I don't see a clear advantage there. I see your point because, like, they can't sue you for what's in your brain. Yeah, no. You can't go dude. to jail for what's in your brain about all you know about self the self driving program. Yeah, which is why they accuse him of the fourteen thousand files, but. They only got him on an Excel sheet that shows progress. That's weird. You're right. You know? Actually, yeah, the way you're saying that all, it just doesn't add up kind of in a way. Yeah, and I feel like I, I could be guilty of something like this. Totally. Right? Totally. Like easily. Totally. You know, because you just you just store files, you save stuff, you keep you back things up. Mm-hmm. And mm. then all of a sudden someone's got some vendetta and they're like, God, oh, they're stealing our secrets. Right. You know, a lot of our employment contracts do state that anything that you either invent or create on the job belongs to the company. Oh, you know, okay. like hiring contracts. right? Sure. Sure. And that's across the board. Typically. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so I guess, you know, they're they're protected in that sense. Mm. And maybe that's how they got them. But I thought that was pretty surprising. That was that seems a little harsh. Yeah. Agreed. Next headline, John. Next headline and the saddest of all. And we were already questioning whether attendance was going to be possible. SEMA is a no-go this year. No-go. A no-go. Apex, which happens with SEMA, Mm -hmm. is doing it online. And SEMA is thinking about going that way, too. I don't know what that means. Um, It's definitely not... 
I don't know. I guess it, it'd be like a glorified YouTube video, like seeing just cars. That's why I don't get car shows on on Zoom. That doesn't work. Yeah, it's nah, not gonna work. Nah, no, nah, not really. None I, of it. I will mean, work. if it was just like normal people hanging out on Zoom, like that's fine. Yeah. But I SEMA. I don't know how SEMA would work on Zoom, right? Other than maybe like the session, like the classroom sessions. sessions yes. Yeah, yeah. Which is a small piece. Yeah, nobody who really goes to that shit. You yeah, know? that's true. We went to the ones that like kind of you know were related to. Actually, we we, we might have crashed one. We went to the um, new press uh, one. Right. And then outside of that, we didn't go to anything. And I was signed up for a bunch, but yeah. I didn't go to any of them. I thought I had signed up for some. And then when I got there, I didn't have tickets. You had tickets for everything. Right. Yeah. But uh, they probably don't even check. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably so many empty seats. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, that's true. Should have just yeah. gone in there. Yeah. But yeah, SEMA is a no go this year. I mean, we don't we're not even going to get to apply. Uh, people who have paid get the refunds, but. Where uh, it's the decision made for us. Yeah, which is good, yeah. I would say, because it's like, why would you be in doubt between, you know? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's good. I mean, it's a big investment. Yeah. And Nevada just hit with a big spike on the COVID situation. Did they? Yeah. So it could be that they invest all this money and then have to cancel last minute. And now they're out millions. So it's cheaper to it's cancel cheaper now. cheaper to cancel now. You know, I'm yeah. sure they're still losing money for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you remember, you and I remember how big that shit was. Yeah. I mean, all of the setup, all of the, all the marketing material, yep. all the imagery and all the signage and all that shit. And you've been to, you've hosted or been part of conventions. Yeah. Yeah. As the uh, presenter or the, uh, the booth runner. Right? And it's and just, it's so, there's so much money. There's so a lot many of money. People, a lot of people. Yeah. Like to run a, uh, an event like that. So, and for all those people, the $10 cheeseburger in that fucking cafeteria. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> and that terrible oh, food I we ate. I forgot about that. Think about God. the money they lost from that. Shit. Food and a I know fifty that, cent yeah cheeseburger. That's not SEMA's fault, I guess. Because no, because it's, it's the, the venue. venue. Yes, but man, that food was shitty. Yes, very. Ah, oh, damn! Very. I completely forgot about that. I mean, I'm glad I got the free food on the first night. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Ice cream and cheeseburgers. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, uh, the what we paid for was terrible. Yeah. All of that, that food that was and it was so expensive. I think I paid three dollars for a bag of M&Ms. Yes. Um, water was like four dollars yeah, or something yeah. like that. Oh, oh, it yeah. was so bad. Yeah. We're... But SEMA was amazing. SEMA was amazing. Yeah. SEMA. And so it is sad that it's not happening. But at least we're not not going you know what i mean yeah like it at least like, nobody's going yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're not asked out yeah. there's like photos out there and yeah. blogs and yeah. shit and we're like you know kicking ourselves like part of me would kick myself if it still happened and we, and we get to go for yes. sure i thought i thought about that a lot mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. so now i guess hopefully next year we get to go Yes. Mm. Hopefully everything we'll dies down and, and some sense of normalcy comes we'll back. We'll see you guys in online SEMA, wherever that is, or the SEMA Zoom call. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't believe it took this long, to be honest with you. I Yeah. I mean, I think it took, you know, Nevada getting worse. Getting a second spike. Yeah. That, you know, it took that for them to say, okay, maybe we shouldn't do this. Mm. Um, but it, I think it just comes down to money. You know, they probably got to a point where it's like, OK, we're about to throw 
1.2 million at so and so to run this thing. Yeah. Right. You guys sure? Right. <laughs> you, yeah. you guys sure we're going to do this, but you know, it's it sucks. Sucks for a lot of like the vendors. I think the 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 worst and someone I would want to hear from is everyone who's come up with new products or invented a new thing mm. that was planning on showing it at SEMA this year. Yeah. You know, like then then the breakouts. Which um which kinda happened with the Detroit Auto Show. Remember? They kind of right. had to launch cars, but you and I didn't really notice except for the onesie twosies that we cared about. Yeah, but I mean those are like the big guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't really, right. You know, I don't really care about those. I'm talking about like the littler manufacturers and fabricators that come up with things to sell and display and really use SEMA to build their resume, you know what yes. I mean? Yeah. And like those are the people that that get hurt. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully by next year, November, we're able to go to the next one. Yeah. I mean, to think we have two new platforms, one for each of us this year versus last. What do you mean? Two new cars. We each got a new car. Oh, yeah. That I, I might have been. Sho- I was shopping f- around last year, but this year I could really shop around. Yeah, for shit for my so car. So now that we have an extra year, we should build SEMA cars. <laughs> <laughs> I was inspired. I have to admit, I was inspired last time that when we went to do a SEMA car, but yeah. I just don't have the pockets. Halfway SEMA, SEMA car. Mm, ah. Drive to SEMA. Car. I also don't want to hack up this car. I don't know. Why would you hack it up? That's what, what I feel like, like, you know, fenders. Well, the bumper's already not original, but. I don't think you need to do fenders. Just like wide body. You know, for SEMA level, it's like the whole nine, like wide bodied, slammed. Think, I think you could. I think the S2000 has earned a place in the world where it doesn't need to be wide bodied to be a an appreciated show car. Yeah, but is it SEMA car? If it's just if it's not wide, body. it's hard to say because some there's a lot of wide bodies in, at SEMA. Yes, but that there are also a lot of cars with normal lines, like the OEM lines. That's true. That's so, true. But yeah, you know, obviously it can't look like this. Not that it looks bad. Right. Yeah. Right? It's but plain. It, yeah, it's got to be like lowered and it's got a nice lip, or it's yeah. got to have a theme, right? Whether yeah. it's track or you want to make a, a drag car or yeah. figure something out. Right. 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 Um, but I don't think I don't think you would need to hack it up. You know, just you know, a nice you know split a front lip with a splitter tucked under there, that's, sticking about four or five inches. That's a plan. That's in the plan. You know? But uh, like even a spoiler, like drilling holes in the trunk. I cringe at the thought. I need to buy a whole new trunk that's already red right. to, to do a drilling of any hole into um, a trunk. I get that. Yeah. I get that. I, I was the same way with the E92. That's really? why I have a, a stick-on... Lip spoiler? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Hmm. I mean, and even if... I would not I would never put a drill-in spoiler on that car. Okay. Because of the same reason. Yes. But right. I have a lot more options, I think, because I have the we have the duck bill. You had that old school one that I showed you. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. um the spoiler that are all stick on like three you can Oh they are? With, yeah, you don't have to drill in. Most of S two thousands are all drill, drill in. in. Uh, Even the OEM one actually. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to find something carbon fiber because that's light enough to where, you know, sticking it on is fine. Which is one of the ones you showed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Spoilers at the top of my list. Yeah. For the S. I mean, I feel like nothing's on the top of your list. Oh, no, lip is. Lip and exhaust. Lip is. I'm just not in a rush. I have, like, well, I mean, 
you know, in on the track, mm-hmm. you shouldn't really. I mean, I guess you can have a lip without a wing, but you shouldn't have a wing without a lip. Oh, really? Right, because of the, the downforce, downforce in the front, in the back. You want to balance it out in oh, the front. Oh, right, 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 because it's going right. to pull your so back end So to me, up. it always looks weird when I see, like, a front lip and not any spoiler or vice versa. Right, right, right. So right. I think you should also think the same way spoiler? and just get both. Yeah. I have a spoiler in mind, but, you know, again, Rolex tastes on a timex budget it's yeah not, it's but you got that rolex budget dude i know you got it I say, i'm I just say being you, conservative because of covid i say you do it man i'm being very conservative because of covid well i mean covid's gonna be around for a while it is yeah i mean in job security it's job security yeah and financial security that's the main reason if you lost your job would you sell the sdk uh probably Damn. not right away but like just how many s- months maybe three that makes yeah, it's about right. Right? Yeah. If it's going on three months and you're like, shit. Yeah. I don't, I'm not getting a job. Yes. That's a long that yeah. three months is a long time. How long before you go work at Starbucks? Uh one month. One What? Maybe a month of looking before I'd wor- go work at Starbucks. Really? Yeah, I think so. If I got one if I had one month of looking and no hits, yeah, I'd look at Grocery store, Home Depot, Starbucks, whatever it takes. Really? Mm-hmm. Take me about a month. I feel like that's really short. Yeah, I just I need that. I just need that. You just need that money. That security, financial security. Because of the mouths to feed. Yeah. That's the main thing. That makes put them to work too, man. They you could. Start, you start get a few cows in the backyard. You know? Chickens, cows. Yeah, get grow that. a garden. Get, yeah, you know? get some eggs going. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. Oh, man. Yes. But let's get into the next topic. And I have E36 updates. You do. So um, I lagged a little bit. The last time we spoke about the E36, I had removed the subframe. That mm-hmm. was two weeks ago. Uh, but this past weekend, I finally got it welded thanks to Tony. From Unaccepted Pod, uh, went over to his house and we uh, sort of figured out in our own way how to weld this thing. Okay. Um, you know, it's not the prettiest welds. So obviously. just the subframe itself needs to be welded. Well, there's uh, not. It doesn't need to be welded to the body or anything like no, that. No, no, no. Or the body itself doesn't it does, need reinforcements. I, I, I need to do that in the rear. Okay. But since I'm doing the front first, obviously that uh, that I just oh, took the I need just took the subframe okay. off. Okay. And it's where the uh, the motor mounts are. So it's just strengthening where the motor mounts sit. So it's got more support there. Okay. Okay. Because if you use like polyurethane, that's harder. It's going to stress it out more. Yeah, because and it's those, vibrating yeah. more and all that And those that points stuff. are known to crack. So Okay. So we did that. But in, in doing that, I had two jobs that he was going to help me with and really just do for me because I have no experience welding. Um, one was the oil pan and the other was a subframe. The subframe was easy, but the oil pan, because it's cast aluminum, you have to, there's a special way of welding it. You can't just weld it with the equipment that he had. Sure. I didn't know. I don't, I'm not a welder. Mm -hmm. I didn't know this. Right. So, um, I get that done, take it home. Now I just got to paint it or decide if I want to powder coat it. But then I spent the next week finding people to weld my oil baffle in the oil pan. Mm. I must have contacted eight or ten, eight to ten people, and no one wanted to do it. 
Really? Yeah, no one could do it. Someone wanted to charge me 300 bucks to do it. Wow. And I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I started, I, I got on Yelp. I found this guy called Fitch Built. And I got tired of reaching out to shops that aren't automotive focused. This guy builds like Baja cars. Oh, and, nice. You know, dirt racing choice. cars, right? right? So they they fabricate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hit him up and uh, he probably like eight hours later, he replied and uh, he asked me what I wanted, what I needed. So I sent him some few pictures about what I needed and he didn't reply. But I honestly, I was like sick of trying to reach out to people and having them, you know, not be able to do this. So I figured because he ghosted me, it meant he couldn't do it because yeah. that's what I had been coming up with. Um, so then I, I was like, dude, if you have anyone in your network that can do it, can you just let me know? It's okay if you can't. And he's like, oh, dude, no, I just sorry. I forgot. Um, just come in. It's 50 bucks. I was like, oh, okay, that's I'm down. Right. So uh, today mm-hmm. uh, after I had wrapped up all my work, I went over. It's actually in Lake Matthews. Oh, nice. And he didn't tell me, you know, where the shop was at. I just assumed it was a shop. And so I'm driving and then, dude, like I turn off at one point and it's just a dirt road. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm so glad I brought my truck. I was going to ask you, what car did you bring? Yeah, because if I went to Lake Matthews, you know, I like running Lake Matthews. So I I actually thought about taking the E92, Uh but I took the truck, thankfully. So I'm going up and it's like this giant hill you climb into his house. Uh huh. And he's got like, there's like 10 cars like race cars that are either fully built, halfway built, midway projects, some road track cars. I mean, this guy's serious. Oh, and he uh, he actually told me that he wanted to get it done before Sunday because he was going to be leaving for two weeks. He's got some race in like Minnesota that he's got to fly to. And I mean, this guy is like this is legit. what he does for a living. Like it's legit. OK. And he was showing me cars that he built like a twenty thousand dollar like Volkswagen project a $30,000 other dirt racing project that he was showing me. He does cages for Porsches that are, that have raced. And I'm not like, okay, this is cool. So he starts breaking down for me why people don't want to take on this job. Okay. He tells me, he's like straight up. He's like, dude, I, I take on this stuff because I'm stupid. Okay. Like, I, I just, you know, it's, I'm dumb and uh, I like the pain. But he said that with cast aluminum, you actually have to preheat it to a certain temperature and then weld at that temperature. Otherwise the welds don't stick and they just snap off. Ah. If you weld cold. Right. So he had to, he had to grind it down. He had to heat it, spend some time heating it, temping it, heating it, temping it. When it finally got the temperature, he's like, all right, we're ready. So then he's like welding it. uh, And he welded the spots. He welded it. The actual welding portion must have been five minutes. Okay. But the prep work to get there is what took the hour before that. Oh, wow. And then he's like, zip, 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 done. All right, cool. You're good. Just let it cool off and, and we'll be good to go. And I'm like, dude, thank you, man. Like, you <laughs> so, I was so tired of like ha- calling people and them telling me, no, I'm like, I'm never going to get this done. But why would the manufacturer sell something? Or was it that you didn't, you in the, bought in, two in, pieces that did, weren't compatible? Oh well, it's a, it's an aftermarket oil baffle, and is that the is, the that, that oil is, pan also aftermarket. No, is the it, oil pan is the, the one, one. is the one that stock one that I pulled off. Okay, and I cut off the OEM oil baffle because this is a performance one that's supposed to right. not you know prevent the starvation of oil. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know obviously it, it needs to be welded, 
Um, I I do wish that the company that I bought it from would have been more transparent. That's about, what I mean. Yeah, like, like this hey, is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, like, it does say, uh-huh. uh, you know, professional, you know, welding required, but it doesn't tell you how specific that is. Yes. Um, and that's the struggle I had. This guy saved my life, and I I had a long conversation with him after that, and so I'll probably be going back to him for a few other projects too. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, because I mean the guy's. I mean, his work is perfect. Nice. And he's like, and I like that he walked me through. I even asked him, I was like, dude, are you a teacher? Like, do you teach this? Uh Uh-huh. Because that's the way he was walking me through everything he was doing. Oh, okay. And for me, like, even for myself, like for me to do that, that's difficult, you know, to go out of your way and describe to someone as you're doing what you're doing. Uh Uh-huh. Because most people, I would assume, feel like, you know, get out of my way. Let me just get it done so I can get you out of here. Yes. But he took the time to kind of break down what was going on, why people were rejecting me, you know, what he does, asking me about what I do. Oh, he actually asked you about you? Yeah, what the goals are of the car. Oh, wow. No, dude, the the guy, I mean, legit, like totally. I mean, it was at his house, which is a little weird, but it was also more comfortable. It literally felt like, okay, I'm hanging out with the homie. Like he's just working, working on some stuff. But luckily because of him now i'm back on track okay i i uh gotta do some things with the oil pump and uh put the oil pan back on and then we're good to go the only question i need to answer right now is if i'm gonna powder coat the subframe or paint it i know powder coating would last longer but all i really need to do is prevent rust so paint should be enough the subframe is not going to be get painted any weird color it's going to stay black because i just I don't see the point in painting it any different color, but right. I don't know. I still don't know if I should powder coat or just paint. I would go cheaper option, cheaper, faster option. Surprise, surprise. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. it's a sub, and the logic is, is it's a subframe. Yeah. You're never gonna. It's not gonna see snow or, or rain. That's true. Yeah. You should just. You're right. I should just. You're right. I did buy the uh, the steering rack though. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did end up buying that because I took off the other one. I tried to start cleaning it. And, and you're like, fuck this. <laughs> no, nah, hell no. And it had some play in some places. So I was like, you know okay. what? It's, it's time. And the one that I bought it from has lifetime warranty. So if there's any issues with it, again, just swap just... it. <laughs> yeah, just swap it. And that's, nice. Like that's the, I think that's the goal. Get either all used or all lifetime warranty parts. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah. Anything used... You have to be careful of, obviously. Yeah, right? for sure. And yeah. something like that. What? What? Yeah. How much more was it? A couple, a hundred fifty bucks more for a new one? Not even. Versus- I mean, it's it, it. Fortunately, the E36 community community highly desires the Z3 steering rack. Yes, you mentioned that. Yeah. So, on this, on every website you see that particular steering rack and a few other un- others under it that people like to swap to. for the E36 M3, the stock one, because everybody switches out of it, Mm -hmm. it's 200 bucks. Rebuilt or? Yeah, rebuilt. Oh, nice. Yeah, rebuilt. Yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, I'm like, okay, hell yeah. Yeah, might as well. Might as well. It's it's not that expensive. It's that while you were in there, might as well. Yep. Might as well. And I sold a shift knob, a water pump, and a thermostat and housing this last week. Through offer up, so I made back some of that money too, you know. <laughs> and it's, uh, dude, it's it's insane. Like, so I I never expect to get hit up for these things. 
Right. But there's always someone with some small need for something. Yes. Right. Like, oh, I need a water pump to test this or I need to, you know, most of my sales have been people, to people testing. like that. People testing things, making sure that their things work. Oh, um, you know, okay. and I price them fairly. So they go. You yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm still selling stuff. Uh, I got somebody scheduled to pick up the uh, the toolbox. Oh really? You. Yeah, I got someone to pick that up too. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna get some some money back into the project and hopefully offset some of these costs. But uh, next up is the transmission, so we'll see how that goes. Oh boy. Yeah, I might need you to help me out with that. Yeah. But shout out to DJ from uh, Fitch Built who helped me out with the welding. I'm um, thank you so much, dude. Uh, I hope you're listening. Yes. Um. But uh, I'll probably definitely be going back to that guy. I appreciate what he did, you know, in terms of the customer service. You know? Yeah. Like that's that. Is that's he a dope. is he a shop that sells his services? Meaning- yeah. I mean, he's a mobile guy. Oh, OK. Um, and he has a house and he's actually building a shop on his property. His property is huge. Yeah. And so he said next week he was having uh, people come in and bring and build a brick building like in the front portion. So it, it'll basically be, it look like a shop when you're coming in, uh-huh. but if you go way up the hill, that's where his house is. Oh, so, so he owns all the land below him oh, too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. It's nice. Like it's this area like Matthews. Again, I never knew it existed and it's like ranch, ranch, ranch and huge ranches. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and that's how the properties are divided. There's no like housing like we yeah. see it here. It's just a right. bunch of ranches. So it's it's strange to see that so close to the city, you know? <laughs> right? You know, right, like, right, right. Man, where the hell am I? Yeah. A dirt road? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, I can't be in the right place. Uh huh. But, but you are. But luckily, he because he's a fabricator, he had uh, Fitch built signs all over the streets. Like when oh, as soon as you get okay. close to his property. I so see. I was able to follow that all the way up. Otherwise, I would have been like, nah, I can't. I'm gonna get shot here. Yes, right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I shouldn't be here. Yes, but that's where we're at. Um, you know, hopefully the the transmission goes quick, and then it's it's pretty much easy sailing from there. What coilovers have you decided on? Are you still having? So I and now s- that there's no um, November. Well, there is kind of there's. Are you gonna ra- be running it the car in November? Is that still the goal? Well, the there the there's a there's an event in October that I'm sort of trying to shoot for yeah um and i can make it um but yeah i do have to decide on some of these things and i i thought i had i keep going through i think i I know what i'm getting and then i'm like i don't know mm. like, i don't know if i should or i don't know if i spend a little more and get something that is easier to sell later and because i want to upgrade right um but they're i'm I still i'm going back to isc uh, which is a company that has built up a pretty good reputation with these cars specifically as a budget coilover. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on forum research, I trust them more than like a BC coilover at the same price. Okay. But at the same time, it is a budget coilover. So I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I've gotten KW suggestions. I've gotten feel suggestions. I've gotten... Mm-hmm. Uh, Fortunato suggestions and I'm just like uh, I don't know there's just too many yeah you know there's way too many options I would complain about the Kia and only having one option for colors <laughs> now I'm over here complaining that I have too many options yeah or even uh, Coney Yellows on ground controls right yeah there's also that I've also thought you know or maybe, Bilstein may- equivalents yeah maybe I should just get you know the normal shock and strut combo with the springs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. do that for a little while right but, I mean if I'm gonna it's still gonna be you know 
a thousand twelve hundred bucks so yeah. i'm just like might as well just get coilovers now and yeah get used to that drive that's true you know in a sense yeah. yeah so i've decided i am gonna go coilovers i just i don't i still having trouble deciding what to get okay i i do want to i'm actually hoping to talk to a few more people that own the car and have and have run coilovers get some feedback and get some feedback from them some real like because i mean there can't be that much variability between coilovers in, you know, in like a certain segment. Let's say a thousand to fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah, I agree. You're not going to notice too much of a difference. I'm not extremely competitive. I'm like not the best. I'm not going to I'm not going to outperform mm-hmm. the part. Right? Yes. So that's why I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't aim too high, at least to start. Maybe that's not a bad approach and yeah. something that's sellable later to your point. Yeah. And then just upgrade to whatever my $10,000 suspension is. <laughs> the price of the car. That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. That's nuts. like when I went to Weston alignment to get the Kia Rio aligned and there was a, uh, the old boxy hatchback, not the, not the EG, but the one before it. Okay. EF is what it is. EF. Yeah. He had an EF uh, civic that he told me he's like, there's a hundred thousand dollars in that car. Uh-huh. And I'm, and it looks uh-huh. like it, right? To me, because I know quality. I know the quality mm-hmm. that's in there, all the parts. But yeah. I'm like, damn. 100K. 100K in an EF. In 80s Honda Civic. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he was ultra competitive. Civic hatchback. Yeah. But, he was yeah. ultra competitive racer is what you're saying. All right. I don't know. He I, he tracked it, but mm-hmm. I don't know that he was an ultra competitive racer. Uh, Right. I mean, the car is is run a lot and at high levels is what I mean. Yeah. I mean, Compet- it, has, it yeah. has to have. Yeah. For, for that sure. mine, kind of money. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Wow. Six. And figs. then my second thought was, damn, you can make this kind of money doing alignments. Oh, that was the owner, the yeah. shop owner. Yeah, that's a shop owner at West End. Yeah. They, I mean, they're the ones that do the alignments. So. Oh, I, I, I thought it might have been another customer. No, no, no. no. Those shop owners. They had a, a Polaris uh, slingshot. Or whatever. Okay. Okay. They had a uh, Integra Type R. Uh huh. They had that that hundred thousand dollar EF. Uh huh. Um, a Raptor, and I think that was it for like their cars. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, man. Polaris threw me off. <laughs> yeah, and he that's the one he talked about the most. Really? Yeah, that's the one he loved the most. Like he's like being in the dirt and being, oh. and he's like driving around like crazy. Uh, that was the one he liked the most. That and would be interesting. And I'm over here like Google Gaga over the Type R and the, and <laughs> and the, the EF, EF, you know, and then he's talking about the Polaris. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, man. Very funny. But let's get into our next topic. Where does dad life and car life uh, intersect, specifically wrenching? Yeah, so I have a follow-up blog post about this, and it comes down to uh, a personal decision. Okay. Um, whether you choose the path of spending more of your time doing what you've always been doing, which is actually okay, right? Yeah. You continue to, um, just wrench, live in the garage, let, um, the significant, the other person who's, um, with you take care of the kids, whether it's a spouse or baby mama, baby daddy, whatever. Um, or you go the route I took, which is to say, all dreams of um, learning about how to wrench, uh, more difficult wrenching, mm-hmm. have to be postponed and go to a later point in life, knowing that 
They're going to turn into teenagers. Okay. And they're not going to give two fucks about me and what I do. Right. They're going to want to be on their phones all the time and with their friends. Right. So that's the gamble I'm taking, assuming I make it to that age. But isn't it since they want to be with you all the time right now and that's Mm -hmm. what you want to enjoy, which is what you're saying. Yes. Why can't you do that in the garage? We do. I mean, there's a little bit of inherent like dangers. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to work around those things. Right. Yeah, I could do that. But I tend to rather want to like play. Play video games, go play in the backyard. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to completely Only eliminate yeah, that piece, but yeah. maybe include them in your oil changes. And then once you're comfortable with them doing the oil change stuff, move on to breaks. And it's like, okay, they can survive that, <laughs> you know? And then, and then that's how you kind of, you, you, those can sort of coexist, no? They c- they probably could. You're probably right, actually. Yeah. I learned those things uh, as a teenager. Right. I but that's because you did your dad that, do that? My dad only taught me when I was more capable of really doing it right. without killing myself. Well, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that they should be under there yeah, doing absolutely, it. Right? They absolutely. could just be around you hanging out with you. Uh, they get bored. Yeah, I guess TV kind of yeah. lies to me. Yeah. In that sense, <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. 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 Their attention span, if they're not the ones doing it, yeah. is like a couple minutes. Okay. At this age, five and six. Okay. Right. They 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 don't understand what you're explaining to them either. Right. For sure. When you're saying even like lefty Lucy, like wait, what's left? What's right? What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. They don't know what clockwise means. Really? Yeah. They don't know what clockwise clockwise means yet. They're gonna learn that soon. But they don't. Damn, they can't even read the clock. They will only learn that as a, as a like wrenching tool. Righty tighty, lefty loosey, clockwise, counterclockwise. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it could be that you know all clocks are digital. I mean, for them, most clocks are digital. A thousand percent. Right. Yes. So, like clockwise, yes. they're looking at their clock. What does that like, mean? Why you know? are you using this old way of? Yeah. It's like a sundial, basically. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, they'll have yeah. phones and they'll have yeah. other stuff. They only learn that in history books. Yes, absolutely. So that's that's the other thing, right? Is yeah. like just fundamentals of left and right. They forget their left versus their right at like four or five years old. So right. you kind of have to like. It takes longer to get through something because you have to really bring them up to a level that understands even just the basics. So how old would like the oldest have to be? I would start like eight. I would say eight probably is a good age. He's probably almost there, but he has like zero attention span for this shit. Yeah. It's the baby that's the most into cars and he's shit. He's not even two yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe maybe uh, the car thing kind of focuses them. You know what I mean? Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get letting them get dirty. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. I mean, I got to do oil chains on the van, so I might as well I mean, be like, hey, get under there, bitch. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> like if I yeah, exactly like if I if, if you know, I don't. But if I were to have a kid, mm-hmm. um, I, that's what I would expect to happen. Yeah. Obviously not at like, you know, one year old, two right. year old, but right, your, right, your right. older kids. Yes. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, okay, you guys can hang out here, whatever. Yeah. Well, I also ask them. I don't say, hey, well, my dad was like, hey, come down. You're, right. you're helping me today. Yeah. You know, and I just, I was like, hey, you want, are you interested in the car thing? Yeah. Do you want it? This could be your car someday. So you might as well learn now. That's like how I angle it for them. Right. 
Um, and so they're if, like, nah. If they say no, then fine. Then it's not going to be your car when you're 16, Damn, dude. You're going to let them get you know, punky like that? Well, then, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to force them. Right. But they're not going to have the fucking car when they're 16. They they can drive oh, some shit, okay. shit box, whatever. But they don't understand that yet. Oh, they either. do. They do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They okay. know that if, if I say they're not getting it, they're not getting that shit. But they don't know what it means. Right to drive. Yeah. No, they don't. That right. they don't. But they know how cool it is to drive in a convertible and right and all that right. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so basically, we'll it it sounds like there's little intersect between your dad life and wrenching. Yes. So when I talk about well, what it really meant to me originally, so you went down a different, a slightly different path, which actually makes sense. Um, was more of like the stuff I really want to do. I want to learn. Right. Like um, breaking down an engine, putting right. it back together. Yeah. That's the stuff that I feel like has to be put on hold because I don't want to take the time right now personally to do it at night. Right. Which is when I would be doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, see, that's the thing. I think from my perspective, because I don't have kids, mm -hmm. I, it's hard for me to fathom that not being possible. It's possible. I'm just being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and using your kids as an excuse? Um, Just uh, responsibilities in general. Yeah. I guess there's you've got to have downtime. You've got to have and downtime. And you wouldn't have downtime. Right. If if you wrenched. That's right. Like if you had significant. If you were doing the engine building, the. Yes. Okay. Because a, a lot of other shit call my name, like maintenance in the house, fucking right. yard work, you know, which I still choose not to pay to do. That's unbelievable. I know. Dude. I need to start rethinking that. Yeah. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, yeah, just all those things, get I get pulled in so many directions that it's just not in the cards for me right now. Yeah. My car uh, wrenching it, bucket list is not. Is it going to take all your kids being old enough or just one being old enough? Um, Maybe once the last one is yeah, a couple more years. Um, I could be ready soon. Okay. Because I could buy a, a Prelude motor tomorrow for what three hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, because that's start what I'm doing thinking, it right. You can put it in a on an engine stand and yeah. then just tinker. But I also don't want it just sitting here unless it's really get. There's a goal. In what mind. else are you doing with this? Oh, space? the goal was to park two cars, and I'm still. <laughs> that's six been the months, goal for the entire months. the entire yeah. duration <laughs> of this show. Yes, it's I know. Been three years, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I'm almost there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, All right. Well, yes. that, that's interesting. So yes. I'll be I'll be counting down. Yeah, we, uh, you'll have kids by the time the second car gets yeah, in this van, and then into I'll this be garage. using these excuses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to prepare you for these excuses. That's why I wrote a blog we'll see, about yeah. it. Yeah. So damn. So in order to avoid wrenching, you're just gonna have another kid later. No, 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 no. no How many no. more, Randy? Zero, man. <laughs> zero, zero, zero. I mean, just nip it right now. I should. Yeah. I might just cut it off myself. <laughs> Fucking a. Jeez. Maybe not. But this uh, let's transition. <laughs> yes. Into wheels and biddies, Randy. Yes. So uh, uh, wheels are like boob jobs. Okay, and that I laugh because. Where that the just fuck sounds, is that yeah, coming from? Oh my, it sounds ridiculous. Where yes. is this coming from? Where are you going okay. with this? Yes. Let's hear this shit. So when I was uh, when I took the wife in the S2000 on our anniversary, okay. we were driving down PCH. I'm focused on the road. Okay. As we know with PCH, um, all levels of cars are on that on that um, car uh, on that road. 
classics, expensive classics, beaters, right? Uh, American Muscle, exotics. My S two thousand was one of them, right? Um, and when we were driving, my wife mentioned that as we were uh, driving by the beach towns, like in Laguna, um, she said, "Oh man, people are noticing your car." I'm like, "Uh, my car is actually really plain." Yeah. Right. It's just another convertible. It's not an exotic. Right. So in my head, I'm like the reason they're noticing it is. And she said they were like younger kids. F- fine. You know, like teenagers. Right. I was like The reason they're noticing it is because it's the wheels. Right. They see the wheels, whether it's the color or they know the brand or whatever, the shape and all that jazz. And they're looking at that first. And then they're checking out the rest of the package to see if there's anything else done to the car. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I would do. Exactly. That's yeah. why I said they're like boob. Jo- wheels I are like do- boob jobs. Yeah. You if, if, you, if it catches oh. your attention, that's the first thing you look at. <laughs> then my eyes go to the face. Like, is that a fucking butterface or not? <laughs> and when it is, I'm like, I'm done. You know? <laughs> uh, okay. That's usually where I go next, right? Okay. So there, I was like telling her they're probably looking for like a little bit. They see the black emblems. They're gonna check bumper, rear bumper, spoiler. Nothing left. Nothing else. Oh, it's just wheels. I can tell you, like, I can tell you exactly what the conversation was. Okay, for go for kids, it. Right. So yes. they're looking at like, man, those wheels look dope. And then the other guy comes in. He's like, yeah, look at that wheel gap, though. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're right. I mean, like the the wheels draw the attention to the car first, and then, right? And then I absolutely look at what else is going to happen. And that I, does it. Do you feel like that statement makes sense? Like pretty much across. Like if you see a car on wheels, you're like, oh shit, and then you look kind of look at the rest of the package. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The first thing, whatever it is that you notice first, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, what did they complement it with? Yes. All right. What 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 did they decide to do? Is it is this is this it? Mm-hmm. Is there something else? Right. If he's got this stuff, he's got to have something else. Yes. All right. So you're looking for other things. And, and in my case, they're like, oh fuck, he ain't got shit yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> it's just stock. Like, yes. He doesn't even have coilovers. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that's what they think. <laughs> yeah, because they can't see that. Yeah, but, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think an S two thousand is a car I notice, though. You know what I mean? Like just as the car. I do, but even before owning one, yes, I I would. I, I think would. there's a big community, even younger kids that see the S two thousand. It you know, it's kind of like the Supra was for a lot of the people in my generation, in that the car wasn't made anymore, but it was still like a legendary JDM ah, car. I feel okay. like a lot of younger kids now are seeing the S2000 yeah. in that same light right. oh. because they all love their little Miatas. But honestly, like a Miata is a puppy compared to right. what the S2000 is, right. you know, in terms of the, like I was looking at some of Miatas. No, no hate on the Miata community. I love, I, I love would Miatas. own one. Yeah. But, um, I was looking at some and I'm like, man, I'm so glad you got this car. Like it just the, as a, as a roadster, right? To have fun, a fun roadster. Yeah. I would say this car is better. A Miata is a great race car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But as a roadster for a street car, the S2000 has got it everywhere. And I've actually had that thought also. Yeah. I've said to myself, I'm glad I didn't get the Miata. Yeah. Uh, just, just 
the experience of it overall and the meaning of what the S2000 is, yada, yeah, yada, yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the aura of what it has around it yeah. versus a $2,000 Miata NA, which yeah. is a great car. I would own one. I would buy one. Yeah. But as a beater project, drift oh, car. Oh, for sure. Yeah, something to that effect, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a car that you don't care really what happens right. to it, what it, you do to it. Exactly. Learn there, on it. Yes. Yeah. Beat it up, let it die, who gives a shit type of thing. Yeah. There is no three thousand dollar s2000 no right so no, that's not that's what yet it is. or ever even rolling shells are not that low really uh, like, what does a rolling shell cost? like a part out like selling a car that's like been in a rollover let's say right the engine alone is around that but three, what about what three. about like a a, a, bo- a chassis with no engine no trans chassis no engine no trans i haven't really seen them yeah but i would guess like four Damn, I would guess four ish. I saw a a DTM E ninety two M three body. I'm not sure if that includes like the whole unibody. Okay, because the pictures don't make it clear. Uh-huh. But it's being sold in Germany for six grand. What's a DTM though? It's a, a it's a racing like racing company series, like GT racing. Oh, okay, okay, right? okay, okay. Um, so you got those wide bodied like uh, oh, uh, cars okay. that are like really low and huge fenders on them but those are like you know they're they're expensive bodies sure um so that's what i think it, it's like the whole body you just put su- the, all the parts on it okay and I was okay like, man that'd be cool but i thought it's six thousand dollars and you're telling me an s2k will go for 4k probably like, four ish yeah i mean i had a friend who rolled over his yes. s2k yeah and he parted it out in his driveway uh-huh and he said he crossed, I think, eight or nine grand. Wow. Just in parting it out. And I don't think he sold, like, the chassis. I think that he right, ended up the scrapping. Frame. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, like, fender liners, you know, hood, fenders, uh, all engine parts. He had a supercharger on it, too. So there, there's some of that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's in demand, dude. It Engine is. Liner? Yes. And he sold. It was a, maybe a two-week period. Maybe a two-week wow, period. that fast. Yeah. I mean, shit, I need everything. fender liners. Oh, you need fender I, liners. I, I, I need one. Aren't, the they f- gonna, aren't they going to make that stuff again? That's what I'm waiting for. Oh, okay. Is uh, Honda, as you know, it's the 20th year of this car. Yeah. They did release special edition parts for the 20th year. Okay. The bumper, spoiler, shock, strut, um, a radio cover that's 300 bucks. Right, right fucking a um you know you know the game <laughs> yeah yeah um and so yeah to your point they also were asking the community what they would want in re-released parts okay so i'm waiting on that to see because that's when a lip could be viable if it's only like 400 bucks in oem painted right that's a steal four or five hundred right because the one i want is only made in japan only for the Japanese S2000 you in my color. F- you can't find them like on eBay. Or- they do have the lip I want, but it's not in my color. So I'd have to get it painted on top. Why don't you paint it? It's not that hard to paint a lip. It's not, but I mean, I might as well just order from Japan and not have to deal with the painting part. Right. They don't which, always match. That's also that's true. Yeah, I, so I, that's I, a gamble I'm willing to take. <laughs> then I don't have to get it painted and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, that makes sense. No, right? I mean, you paint it yourself. Like, Oh, no, 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 no. no? Go, I wouldn't go that route. I would on maybe like a replica lip that's like a hundred bucks, uh-huh. but not on the OEM shit. Really? Um, yeah, and I'm still on. You can yeah. do it. You just you just do a ton of light coats with a Christmas. spray can. Yeah, rattle can. Yeah, you can get it. Yeah, for sure. 
I mean, yeah. I don't know how I don't know how high quality, you know, these these jobs come from wherever you're buying them. So, oh, well, this I'm talking OEM. So it would come from factory factory painted. Uh, OK, factory painted. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The part number is unique because of the factory color. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm. I don't know what for. that I don't know what quality that entails. It's going to be. Yeah. It might not match to your point, but it's going to be the the best I'd be willing to uh, to get. Hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully soon. I'm really. Why aren't, Why haven't you lowered it yet? Laziness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll uh, take yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> but let's get into our next topic. Um, there's an often overlooked component of the attract guy car arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? What is the best car for a track guy? Yes. Right. A person that plans a tractor car a lot in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally it's some answer like the S2000 mm-hmm. or any 36 M3 or a Miata or any Civic or any Acura. But I think the unsung hero is the truck. The truck. The truck. And what I have found in my experience is now ha- owning a truck and building a race car, um, selling parts. Uh, you know, big parts, hauling parts, making it to the middle of nowhere, driving through dirt roads to get things welded because no one else wants to weld your shit. Loading up a subframe, loading up a subframe, right? Loading up, selling wheels, buying wheels. Um, I have no concerns in terms of meeting someone somewhere with something heavy. Yes, like the toolbox, for example. Right. right? You know, right, like it's, right, right. It's, it's and it's it's make things easier. And then also, you know. As you advance in your track life, you sort of start modding the car to a point where it might not be street legal anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you own a truck, you don't really have to worry about that. Yeah. You can haul the car. Yes. Granted, you know, if it's a street car and you've got plates on it, you can have AAA and get away with not having to tow your car to the track. Right. Does that work? People do. Do people do people, that? Oh, yeah. People do that. Yeah. Their, their car breaks down at the track. I mean, if you have AAA... You need assistance, right? They don't. It, as long as you're paying for it. But they would. What I mean, I guess, is that they're not doing that just to get the the car towed to the track. And no, then towed not, home. not to the track. Okay. No, because then okay. you have only plates, when it's broken. Right? So you're driving it to the track. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, so only gotcha. when it's broken, then you. Gotcha. Yeah, because I don't think you get that many tows. Right. Okay. Yeah, but I mean that's just a, another aspect of the truck, um, and. You know, as as you sort of progress in kind of building the car and buying parts and figure that all that out, you sort of start dreaming too. like, okay, this is going to be this this awesome race car. I don't want to have to worry about paying for plates, uh, uh, the license anymore or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just put it on non-op and then you're towing it everywhere. Yes. Um, So I I think the truck has already been invaluable in Mm -hmm. that sense um, in terms of even just making me money for the build yes. and having to haul things and, you know, you know, like go weld things mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I think, uh, you know, also because of the sort of advancements in technology, I can have a truck as a daily as a commuter. And yeah. it's not a big deal. You know, yeah. I'm doing 26, 28 miles per gallon. That's not bad. And yeah. It's not for a six cylinder car. That's what my truck. prelude does. Yeah. That, really? Yeah. It's an uh, older four cylinder. It's a less efficient four cylinder. Oh, uh, okay. I thought it was over thirty for sure. No, no. Yeah, that makes not. sense. Yes. And uh, you know, I mean it's it it 
it's sort of the Swiss army knife in my house in terms of, you know, anything that I needed to do and anywhere that I need to go and a different, different fun that you want to have. But to do the, the towing yourself, you need to get a trailer. Yeah, but sort. you can you can rent that from U-Haul. Oh, you can. Yeah, you can rent trailers from U-Haul. Oh, just right. for that weekend, right? Oh, yeah, and then haul shit. your car, haul back, because yeah, I don't have anywhere to store a trailer. That's exactly what yeah, I was thinking. That would have been that. That'd That's be a bitch. A, that would be another a pain in the ass, yes. right? So I mean, you don't want to, you don't you don't want to have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the that's why I, I think the unsung hero in terms of discussions of what you should buy as a track car is maybe step one, get, have a truck first or get the track car first. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, yes. you, you should probably get the track car first if you're going to ha- keep it street legal. Yeah. But eventually a truck is just it, as mean, the daily. It's, yeah. the be- it's the best option. Oh, huh? for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's just the utility of it. Um, you know, the help that you'd get take hauling your tools and all that too. So it, it's, I think it's important. I, I would say, um, it wasn't, it wasn't in my plans, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It was, and I took, I made sure to cover my bases in terms of towing a car. Yes. But that's not really why I bought it. But I was just kind of, as a homeowner, I should probably have a truck. Yes. If I have a truck that has good mile per gallon, let's get it, whatever. Yeah. But now, you know, in building the E36, I'm right. like, oh, hell yeah, what a great decision. <laughs> you know? Like, Best decision ever. Yeah, even, even at home, you know, like buying stuff for like remodeling the backyard and all yeah. that. So yeah. I think uh, I think it's great. And I think I think everyone should probably look for a truck and hashtag truck life. And I think I feel that way because I was so anti-truck for so long. Why? I don't know. I just never... I was like agility guy, right? I wanted an oh, agile car. Okay. Only agile cars. Why would I want to spend time in traffic or driving with a car that is going to be hard to merge, hard to park and all this? Yeah. But, you know, then research and you find out there are mid-sized trucks. You know, there are trucks that don't waste a ton of gas that mm-hmm. you can buy. So I got into one with some decent power and here we go. Making me a ton of money. A convert. A convert. Yes. yes. A convert to truck life. Yeah. Hashtag truck life. And you lo- you're loving it. Almost half the posts these days are like oh, yeah, truck dude. related, I, right? I, I really enjoy that truck. I really enjoy like even just going to Lowe's and pick something up. You know? <laughs> you're like, yeah, like, fuck hell yeah. yeah. I'm using my truck. Yeah. I'm parking under the awning <laughs> in the, uh, yeah. the pro section, yeah. right? In yeah. the pro Fuck section. yeah, I do that in the minivan. <laughs> yeah. My wife's like, are you sure? I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah dude. I'm a pro. Yeah, dude. These guys don't fucking care. Nobody yeah, cares. Dude, but yeah, because I remember... I remember when I had the Rio mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I had to tra- like there were a few times where I had to buy like eight foot pieces of wood and it'd be sticking out it, of I'd, every yeah, angle. I'd be putting, I'm putting on the top of the bike rack and okay. I'm like, okay. obviously it's like triple the length of the Rio. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's nice to not live that life anymore. Never had a truck. It was never on my list. You made me more curious about it. I would yeah. say, um, Having had vans my, in my life, yeah, I know hauling capacity is huge. Oh yeah, but I could definitely see just being able to throw it into the back oh, of yeah. the truck. Whereas the minivan and the vans, you have to be careful of the interior and all that shit before you get it in there. Dude, it's it's so nice. I mean, yeah, yeah like, yeah, because I, you know, on the Rio, I had the bike rack, so mm-hmm. when I'd go biking, you know, I'd put the bike on the bike rack and lock it and all this stuff and. And then I went to go sell the bike um, recently, and I literally just threw it into the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, 
this is what it should be all the time. Yes, you know? just way just the convenience easier. of this. Yes, yeah, indeed. But let's move into our next topic and last topic that all of us ask ourselves: Do I want to buy a ship box? Yeah. And let's start with this, Randy. What is your definition of a ship box? A shit box. Not a JDM shit box, right? Let's not let's not let's not limit it to to, to that, right? What to a region, but just in general, what is a shit box? Well, if I was used, if I was just to use purely that explanation, that word, right? I would say a rickety, anything very old, in very bad condition, ripped seats, falling apart, rust something nothing barely anything works you're happy you celebrate like the the door lock working or the <laughs> the the rear yeah. passenger one window that works yeah that would be my definite of ship definition of ship box like bad you, paint bad you everything. just described the e36 really yeah <laughs> yeah to to a sense i mean with the e36 in general you're happy when the windows work really because, when yeah. you're buying one that's yeah, kind of that's the thing for those cars. That whole generation. The motors? Yeah, the motors the, go? The or? motors go out. Um, the actuators go out. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like when they still work, it's like, oh, yeah, nice. Right. You know, <laughs> I got a good one, you know, so, so it's funny. Or somebody way. did the repair is what you're saying. Yeah. But to me, I don't think a ship box has to be old. I think really? you can have a new ship box, not brand new, obviously. Yes. But it can be like a used, even in E92, it'd be old enough. Where if it's not taken care of, uh-huh. right, it's it's missing a wheel cap. Uh, you know, things are falling apart. Does right? it, is it still missing a wheel cap? It is still missing <laughs> a wheel cap, yeah. Because I had to return the incorrect ones. Oh, and now okay. I'm waiting on the correct ones. Gotcha, bastards. gotcha. Uh-huh. Um, you know, things are falling apart. Uh, it's leaking. Uh, you know, fenders aren't quite lining up. Now you're talking about the prelude. <laughs> <laughs> We're like taking subconscious <laughs> shots at each other. <laughs> oh, man. No feelings hurt. Yeah, dude. Like, no, but yes. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, it's been sitting for a while. Mm-hmm. You, you see like spider webs and cobwebs, mm-hmm. you know, it's <laughs> yeah. got like bad wheels. OK, I'm not, you know, there. someone yeah. bought like the, the, the cheap, you know, cast wheels or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I didn't mean almost even say just steelies alone, which is right. Right. That's yeah. In the Honda world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. that exists. Yep. I mean, Michigan, I'd see a ton of shit boxes, but we still want to buy them. We do. Um, You know, the the E36 M3, it wasn't in, you know, 100 percent ticked all the boxes for shit box, but it was getting there. You know, it's, it had significant amount of leaks. Um. I did find out that I, it had been crashed at least once when I took off the bumper. Oh, um, yeah. There, How'd you tell? You, the, 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 the grill, the front fascia grill uh-huh. is bent at the corners. Oh. And it, like it's bent and it looks like they bent it back where it's like scrunched up. Okay, but you still see a like, but you crease still see or something. It, right? yeah. Nothing integral to the car mm-hmm. um, and nothing noticeable from outside. Okay. But I, I can tell, right, yeah. that it's been hit and repaired. Mm. Luckily, not on the Carfax. So sure. Unlu- luckily, unluckily, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, significant leaks in it. Uh, you know, the transmission needs refreshing. Mm. Um, it's a shit box, but I had a reason for it. Right? Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to build a track car. I don't need it to be perfect. Okay. Right. Okay. And I think 
that's the first question you got to ask yourself when you're buying a shit box. Mm -hmm. What are you buying it for? What is the intended purpose? Right. Are you, are you a show car guy? Maybe you don't want a shit box. Absolutely You're not. You're going to be spending a ton of money mm -hmm. just getting it to like OEM spec. Yes. Yeah. And then to get it from there to show status. Mm -hmm. No way. Yeah. If you have a passion for the car and you just plan to drive it on the street. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're a high school kid. Can't afford too much. You're going to buy yourself a shit, uh, a shit box. Right. Track guy, uh, a race car. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe. Now that you mentioned, do you consider the Prelude a shitbox? No, I'm you just don't. joking. No, you don't. I wouldn't call it a shitbox. Okay. Uh, my definition of shitbox, now that I'm trying to find the actual uh, car in my head, it's kind of like like a 91 Grand Am right. or a uh, 96 Mercury Cougar. Okay. You know, where it's rusting and the person that's driving it, doesn't look like they have a lot of means. Yeah. So they're just driving it because that's what they have. Um, and so, but it's, yeah, like I said, rust, rust all over or something like shit box in Michigan means a really a shit box. Oh yeah. Well, shit box in California are no. probably pristine cars. Oh dude. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, Cause yes. here we have higher standards, right? Cause it could be like, I mean a big percentage of defining a shit box is just not having records. Yes. You know, like, you know, you've had multiple owners, but you can't account for any records. Mm -hmm. What surprises mm -hmm. are you going to find, you know, mm -hmm. with a 10 year old, 20 year old, 30 year old car? Yes. Um, so you have to be careful about, you know, buying these cars and you have to make sure you're looking for the right things. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, when buying, I mean, you don't really have a lot of experience buying shit boxes, huh? No, not really. No, you, you tend to buy. I mean, you were new, newer or in brand. I mean, this new. is probably the oldest car you bought. The S2K. No. Well, when I bought the when we well, that I personally bought or that personally, my parents yeah. bought no, for me personally, uh, personally bought the prelude is the oldest car. I've oh, personally yeah, that's bought. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the Forester was in 06. So prelude is probably the oldest one. So what would you look for first if you were buying a shit box? If I was buying a track car shitbox, let's call it that. That's what you're doing with it. Um, I would be looking for no rust, which yes, is easy. Yes, number one, easy yeah. here in California. Yeah, yeah. Compared yeah. to where I grew up, we are spoiled out here. If I was buying a shitbox for my kids, yeah, sixteen-year-old driver, which we talked about in the past, I would just want it to run and pass smog. Okay, and brake. Make sure the bitch can stop. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. it can be slow, but I want it to be able to stop right, properly. Have right. a decent set of brakes. and, But the rest of it, it can be, you know, leaking a little bit here and there or whatever. For a track car? No, for my kids. I'm saying oh, for okay. my kids. Okay, it would okay. Be, as a 16-year-old learning to drive, it's okay if it's, like, leaking. And I'll, I'm willing to sacrifice even rust as long as it can stop. The car can stop properly. Okay. Yeah, on its own. So let's let maybe let's focus on the track piece. We'll mm -hmm. do a you know. So you want to buy a shit box for the track? Yeah. Right. Like um, the first thing I would do is check for oil leaks. I'm comfortable with all oil leaks. Yes. Except for head gasket leaks. You don't want to deal with that. I shit? don't want to deal with if I don't have to. Right. Mm. I don't want to deal with it. Once head gaskets go, 
there's a high probability there's other things majorly wrong with that's the true engine. that's very true so that for me is a point of walking away mostly because my skill level is not there mm-hmm. it's not at a place where i can rebuild these engines or feel confident in doing that sure, sure so that's where i draw the line and i think that's where you should draw the line right if if you can't do a valve cover gasket and all those, maybe you should try to find a car that doesn't leak at all. Yeah. You know, it's a question of how soon do you want to have fun? Do you want to be in the garage well, for, for a, a tra- while? Yeah, exactly. Right? So if it's or, a track car, you probably want to have fun pretty soon. Yeah. But. So get uh, save more to get something that's a little bit in a better shape. Right? right. But, you know, anything that's leaking outside of the head gasket, for the most part, it just works as a bargaining chip for you, and yes. it's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. to work on and to accomplish. Yeah. So for me, it's not a deal breaker until there is a head gasket issues. So first rust, then head gasket, or then, head then all oil leaks, basically. Okay. Right? Or okay. Check for oil leaks at that point. Gotcha. Um, and honestly, start looking at the wheels. And what I look for on the wheels um, is wear on the tires, and the like curb rash and care for the wheels because the because the the type of person that you are and uh-huh. i am we don't like curb rash yes right and right. that that also says a lot about the rest of your treatment of the car mm. so if you're looking at the car there's ton of curb rash the yeah. wheels are all dirty it's like okay this wasn't cared for right mm-hmm. now Let's let's look at this a little more closely mm-hmm. in terms of the, the condition of the car. Yes. So, you know, open up all the doors, look at all the jams, mm-hmm. um, see if, you know, anything, anything that's misaligned, if the fenders are maybe really close on one side, but on the other side, there's a huge buck tooth gap. Yes. You know, that's indicator that the car was probably driven really hard. And obviously the mileage of the car, um, if it has records. That's not a shit box, so you're obviously not 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 doing this. True. Most of the time, it doesn't have records, so it has to go. It has to, the purchase has to be based on your experience and your examination of the car. Yeah. Um, spider webs is another <laughs> one. Spider webs is another good one. Um, Where would you be like if it was in the rear rear window? Would that bug you? Like no, so so there's levels, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, like, yeah. If there's spider webs in the engine bay, it's like okay, hmm, okay. This has been sitting for a while. Okay, uh-huh. uh, but spider webs on like the rear window, yeah, uh, on the outside, it might be okay. okay right? It's been sitting around for a while. Mm-hmm. Then you get into like the spider webs on the inside, maybe the top corner of your windshield. Yes. And then you start getting in the wheel wells. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, how long has this car been sitting? And why was it sitting for that long? Mm, okay. Yeah. Like the, uh, spider webs, I have found, you know, spider webs have been a, a deal breaker for me in the past. Really? Yeah. Because it's, it, it ended up making me, before I knew what to look for, when I noticed that, it made me look clo- more closely at other things. I see. Yeah. I see. I and, see. you know, looking under seats and looking at how different panels move and, you know, doing. And then you start asking questions of the, the seller. Right. And you start being more interrogator than just kind of casual <laughs> questions. And if they get evasive, then you're like, oh, yeah, then you're fuck. like, oh, yes, 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 I'm yes. out. I'm done with this deal. Uh, you know? okay. Would uh, chrome adhesive on the front grill like that one over there, would that deter you? 
No. No? No, because that stuff I can I can fix myself. Bad taste doesn't deter you? Yeah, bad taste does not deter me. Okay. It, it almost, it, it will, it does have the effect that now it's driving my own personal, uh, uh, what is it, appraisal. Okay. Down. Sure. Um, but it also makes me feel good that I'm saving this car. Uh huh. You know, and giving okay. it a better a better life. Does it does it make you feel like the person doesn't know shit if they're putting a really bad no, tasting? I do judge. I'm not gonna lie. Uh huh. I do judge, but it doesn't make me. I never think that that person has bad taste or that they don't know what they're doing. Okay. I just always think, okay, they had a different experience. So you wouldn't judge the 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 care of the car based on poor taste. Like no, that. I well, the judgment there actually is in the positive for me. You think so? Yeah. If you're take if you're investing money at Pet Boys time <laughs> at Pet Boys, it's uh -huh. still at Pet Boys, right? Okay. Yeah. But you're investing money and time to turn your car into something that you personally believe is good. Okay. To me, it says that you care for the car. Okay. It could be, and probably a lot of like enthusiasts would probably say that that person doesn't know what they're doing, and therefore they're probably not caring for the basic maintenance. Yes. And they're just doing all this crazy flashy stuff. Yep. But I don't necessarily believe that. I think that you know if you if you're spending money, especially mm -hmm. on all this stuff to you know make your car, I don't know why look like you know a bag of chrome Doritos. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, fine. You know, it's not my taste. But you're invested enough in the car that you actually care. Okay. So once I take all the crap off, yeah, yeah. it'll it'll look fine and it'll be in good condition. Okay, right, for sure. I think okay. I think that's that's a positive for me. Interesting. Uh, with the Prelude, the experience was a mixed bag. Yeah. In certain ways, it was well cared for. In many other ways, it wasn't. Right. Despite the Pet Boys or whatever brand Chrome yeah. adhesive on the grill that I found and all that shit. So when I still see the, the pet boys people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, man, I would really want to pull over and say like, you know, can you come on the podcast and just talk about why you did what you did? Mm. You know, not, not negatively. I just right. want to know what the thought process that leads you to that. Cause sometimes I think, okay, is the stuff that I do perceived as horrible, weird looking or ugly by other people. Right. Even though in my head, I'm like, man, this looks clean. This mm. looks dope. This yeah. looks nice. Yeah. You know, is 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 taste that varied? I don't know, but it it is gatekeeper ish. Right. Yeah, yeah. it is. For sure. Right. right yeah. Right. Especially if you're starting to wheel check or brand check. Yeah. Whatever that brand person. checking is stupid. I, I think that that's not you know, I, I'm not a very appreciative of that because there's a lot of brands that don't don't reach the Louis Vuitton levels. Yes. But our quality that's true, you know, but That's because true. they don't have that reputation. Yes. They're looked at as inferior. Yes. And I, I, I'm not about that. I mean, there are inferior things, right? Mm -hmm. Pay attention to the material that's being used, mm -hmm. how it's being, you know, whether it's cast wheels versus forged wheels right. and all that right, stuff. Right, right, right. But the brand, I don't think that necessarily makes it for me. I, okay. I'm definitely not a brand whore in that. In that. Yeah. In that regard. Makes sense. Yeah. That logic makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I would say. But um, along with panel gaps, I think the last thing you should probably look at are also the brakes. Right. So what condition are the brakes in? What conditions are the rotors in? Uh, did they need to be replaced? You know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand miles ago. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. How much how much do the pads have in terms of, you know, the meat left? 
I should have checked that when I bought the S2000. Oh, my God, dude. Can I tell them? Can I <laughs> yeah, tell them? Yeah, go for it. Can I, I tell them? Yeah. You did not check shit, dude. I checked for leaks in the in the underneath in the suspension. Dude, your eyes were sparkling so hard. There's <laughs> no way you could see anything. Yes, and the problem, too, was I was under a time crunch because I had to get back by a time I promised. Oh. If you remember. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I was... It's a mixed bag of uh, sparkled eyes. Yeah. The paint was really great, and so were the seats. So I went with some, a lot of, I left with a lot of assumptions and the car. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I, as soon as we arrived and I saw the car, I knew we, I knew you were taking it. Really? Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. Okay. Cause it looked like it was in good condition aside yeah. from the wheels. Yeah. You know, good yes. thing you replaced those. Yes. I mean, the wheels weren't in bad condition. It just looked ugly. Yes. Um, so, but this is definitely not a shit box. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. So if you were to buy a shit box, what would you buy? I mean, I still have uh, uh, EG Civic Dreams. You still have EG Civic Dreams? Yeah. If so, if you were to build a race car. That would probably would, be where I'd would, go. Okay. If I went down your path, I would go EG, EG Civic. That's probably a good platform for you. Yes. Because it's probably the most affordable. It's so, not just that, it's so damn supported still. Oh my God. I mean, people can build... Where civics people can bid a hundred thousand dollar civics. Yes, exactly. That's how well supported it is. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and like, my car gets no love. The prelude. you have all the knowledge you need mm -hmm, mm -hmm. out there. Bajillion YouTube videos. Oh my god, you can build a whole car just yes. on YouTube. Yes, exactly. For sure, and that's man. why. Where's the prelude? No love. Yeah, yeah. Nah. It's for the broke folks. It's supposed to be a well handling car, the prelude. But yeah, I've, but it's I've two two hundred pounds heavier than a uh, Integra. Is that a lot? 200 yeah. as far as track concerns are yes right yeah it is i guess yeah that'll make a difference because having that chassis in the honda in the vtech club yeah you gain points because of the chassis <laughs> <laughs> based purely on only yeah. a prelude you're like oh you get some points back because oh yeah it's heavy yeah because you suck <laughs> yes basically so that's why like you know it's yeah. like uh, so that's why i can't it's hard to go back to as an enthusiast it would be hard to go to a poorly supported chassis. Okay. Like the Rio, like this Prelude. I wouldn't go that route. I just go full, well supported like an EG. So what's the estimate? Like six months, For, eight months until you buy your EG? No. <laughs> I do think about selling the Prelude, but mm, it's just not I mean, the why, why, why don't you sell the Prelude? Because um, I won't get back what I put into it. It's only worth like I mean that's most cars. That's true. Yeah, that's that's the main reason. It's like it I I feel like I set it up well. It's still leaking oil, but it's on Coney yellows. <laughs> and type R wheels. It leaks oil, but it's on dope suspension, so <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Yeah, and I changed the rotors and pads on it to power stop. Um so what I've done to it, I feel like I know I won't get my money back on it. So it's like, right. eh, might as well keep it. Just buy an EG uh, without a motor and trans and put the uh, prelude in it. That's something that technically be doable. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, we need to get you a race car, Randy. Ah, done. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Jeez. And with that, that, that is, is our episode. It is. Uh, how do you find us? You can find John. us at 91octane.com. That is all letters no numbers also like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast 
And if, oh, please follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send us any emails, info at 91octane.com. Also, please read our blog. Uh, now we're actually doing work. Our lazy asses yes. are writing. Yeah. So we're taking portions of this episode and putting it in writing mm-hmm. uh, in case you guys are somewhere you can't listen to the podcast and would want to read. It only took four months of po- COVID to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. But any last words, Randy? Uh, none today. All right. Good night. On to the race car. Good night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.